John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday, the 11th of December, 2011, that's the 11th of the 11, this is Casually Hardcore. I'm Nomewise. I'm Iolite. And I'm Grail. You are the world and we are versus you. Someone had to say it. It's been a while. We are three of five. Yeah. Third of five. Mm. Three fifths. Three of five. Three fifths. Sixty percent. Three two beer. What? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're enough. <laughs> are we? A, are we a quorum? Yes, we are a Good quorum. Enough. So does that mean we can vote Winora off the island? Hey, oh. let's do it. <laughs> I might be dangerous. We'll get him for uh, not showing up today. Right. Although I think he's studying for some sort of test. He is studying for a massively important test, yes. so we shall cut him some slack. But that doesn't mean we won't poke fun at him Just all, not all episode. very much. Yeah, he's all. watching the Lions yeah. game. You know it. Uh, <laughs> yes. And oh, yeah. I think we do need a moment of Gwen. Moment of Gwen. Oh, God. I gotta, now I have to find it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, keep searching. Here, go, here's go. here's the, the appropriate moment of Gwen for today. Speaking as a gay man, I'm going to <laughs> all of you. That's right. <laughs> There it was, your moment of Gwen. We caught him to say that in public on Friday night. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> did. Like, it's like I've never met a guy less gay than Gwen. And, and yet, the gator, sitting at the bar. The gator wow. just, just pinging zero, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like you're not there. Yeah, turn on the gator and he just completely vanishes. Yeah. Complete stealth. So in case you're all wondering. Where's me drink? Oh, there's me drink. Get in my belly! It being the holidays and all, the drinking light is on today. Yes. So, as a follow-up to last week's train wreck, 
Uh, we're going to hold a train wreck, probably. Actually, we're going to hope that it's not a train yeah. wreck this week. Cause it's going to be week, good. Grail last, is here. Last right. week was a serious train wreck, and we apologize for that, but that's kind of the, the risky run when there's only two of us and Arch Nemesis and Nemesis decide to gang up. Because it then was, it's two, two against two, and we just can't win. It was a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> mm, mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to hell when I die. I'm going to go to hell when I die. And yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we were taking bets uh, before the show for how long into the show it will take for Arch Nemesis to wake up. And I think we finished the sentence, and then she was there. Uh, yeah, no, I mean in this episode. Oh. I was taking yeah. bets in the IRC before. Yeah. Some people were laying down some serious money, too, so I don't know who's the bank on this, but it ain't me. <laughs> I'm just going to put my hand up right there. Isla, it doesn't make bank? You're not, you're not a, you don't keep book? No, no. Not a bookkeeper. I don't serve as the bank. I don't have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe had I chosen not to have kids, I would have the money to do that. Uh, Zana, you wanted us to look at the video while I see you. What up? Uh, video wall is is I want to do shout outs to the, all the people participating on the video wall, oh. and if you are listening live and you should be, yes, uh, join us at vtwproductions.com and click on chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, or even if you don't, if you just want to view the goings on on the video wall, choose chat and video, and you will get a little web based IRC client to see the text chat and the wall of awesome people participating participating drinking light with their webcams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red leather, yellow leather, red, red leather, leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. Moses, he knows his toes aren't roses, but Moses supposes his toes to be. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, anyway. So on the video wall, we have Octail. We have Ken. We have Sank. Reinforcement. Uh, I can't see the full name there. The ever-present and awesome Pussar. Agrius SW. Oh, Agrius. Boba Fetish. No, you got to say it. Yep. Copy, or excuse me, the original copy. Uh, Sean Caster, Zana, and Reverend Geek with Beanser in tow. Well, you have a Beanser? Okay. There is a, a Weeburn on the video wall, and wow. they're cute as can be. Yeah, so we, we have video of when our Weeburn used to just lay over your shoulder and sleep while you did radio. Not so much anymore. <laughs> Not so much anymore. She's more sort of the destructor. <laughs> Uh, I am become death, the disruptor of podcasts. Yeah, Stormageddon. Stormageddon, <laughs> Dark Lord of all. Shout oh, out to, shout out to the writers of Doctor Who for that one. Yeah. Speaking of Doctor Who, we'll get to it. We'll no, I'm so calm excited. Yourself. No, I can't. I'm so excited. Sorry. We need to welcome right. our producer. Oh yeah, that's right. That's there more are, important than Doctor there Who. There are ro- no, <laughs> not really. No. no, I don't even watch Doctor Who, and I'll say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> The love. <laughs> it floweth. I am, I am feeling it. Mm-hmm. It floweth forth to the berry. If you are joining us live and you are in IRC, and you should be because it is awesome, and full of people who are full of more soul than you can shake a thermonuclear weapon at, we have our very own producer, nay IRC rep, the Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you have something to bring to our attention during the show, and we hope that you do, please send a personal message to the aforementioned Barry VA, and he will bring it to our attention. Do not send PMs to the host during the show, because I will suffocate Iolite if she gets lost in the black void again. Wow. Yeah. Do, do not Serious. Do not PM the host. Do yeah. not pee on the host. <laughs> do not again. pee on the host yeah, yes. during the show. Please do not pee on yeah. the host during the show. 
we don't like that. And, and we get usual, peed on enough these days, yeah. quite frankly. No bodily fluids. No fluids? Yeah. <laughs> no precious bodily fluids. Our precious bodily yeah. fluids. Uh, uh, Pussar, uh, just cavalierly ignoring the uh, verboten do not PM the host says, I refuse to use Barry, and has informed us that our drop-ins are louder than our voices. So I have made an adjustment. Oh, my goodness. Therefore, we shall do a drop-in to see... If we are still being drowned out by our drop-in. Are you okay. smoking crack? We need a longer one than that. No! So according to the bouncy-bouncy on the uh, meters. meters here, those should be roughly around the same levels, so we'll wait the requisite 40 seconds in. Pusar, ignoring the prohibition on peeing on me directly, will charge in and let us know how we sound. All right. Uh, she said, no. perfecto. Yeah. Now, or whatever they say in Denmark where she lives. I don't know. Now make sure you go take a shower. <laughs> Good. Yeah, exactly. Jawohl, mein Herr, or something like that. Yeah. Or something with, with umlauts and, bunka, bunka, bunka. and strikes through the uh, O's. <laughs> a moose bit my sister once. Mm. Mind you, moose bites can be pretty nasty. Exactly. Especially <laughs> the poisonous ones. Poisonous moose. Yeah. Venomous moose. Exactly. <laughs> the venomous <laughs> moose. Got a venomous know. moose out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <The> deadly. <laughs> Drop from Vampire trees. moose. <laughs> you know, I'm picturing it with the cape. <laughs> exactly. That was actually one of the more um, amusing things when I was reading the original, original ha- or official handbook of the Marvel Universe. This was back in late 80s, early 90s. Marvel decided to try and publish basically, before there was Wikipedia, the Wikipedia in comic book form of all their characters, dead, alive, and other. Mm-hmm. And they did the section on vampires. And... They have kind of the panel of just the headshots of all the, the major vampires that have been in stories, including Bessie, and then parentheses, <laughs> Hell Cow. Yeah. <laughs> and this picture of a cow with fangs. fangs right. Yeah. So apparently at some point, there was a story involving Bessie, the Hell Cow. The Hell Cow. In the Marvel Universe. The things you learn when you read the official handbook oh, of the Marvel yeah. Universe. Yeah. Like, never ever read any of their vampire stories, because Bessie, the right. Hell Cow. Yeah, comics have had some great ages, and in between those great ages has been some pretty effed up stuff. Suck. <laughs> it's Suck. like, ooh, Suck. we let the interns and you know run the. Well, I always used to love Marvels. They would have one month a year, which was where the interns yeah. were running the asylum. <laughs> sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, so doesn't work yeah. so much. Again, sometimes a train wreck. Yeah. Sometimes it actually moves forward. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Bessie the Hellcow. All right. That, that, that may be this week's uh, episode title. Can, there you go. Can Bessie still be tipped? Well, I'm also reminded of... In, <laughs> Making in, of the demon eyes. In the tick. <laughs> tipper. Man-eating cow in the tick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bad and, horse. No, oh, that cow is tasted human blood. Run, boy, run. Yeah. And Arthur's reaction to the whole man-eating cow in the subway thing of... A cow just ate them. And his sister says, Arthur, are you insane? It's like, well, yeah, I might be because a cow just ate the two men who were trying to kill us. And that almost makes sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) Almost, yes. There's a certain irony in Mm -hmm. that. Yes, were they beef eaters? But only Ben Edlund could come up with the man-eating cow as a character. Oh, I'm still a fan of Bad Horse. Well, Bad Horse in John Sweden's, yes. Bad Horse. Bad Bad Horse. It'll make you his mare. <laughs> yep. The Gotta thoroughbred of sin. Run over the thoroughbred of sin. You got it. Oh, yeah. That was actually one of the better interactions of where you know, 
Billy in his street clothes trying to win over uh, Penny. Mm-hmm. And he says, I really have people I admire, like uh, Bad Horse. And she just looks at him and like, a thoroughbred of sin? <laughs> he countered with, I meant to say Gandhi. <laughs> Hmm. That not, would have not been the best say that ever. would have been Neil Patrick Harris yes. playing that part. I, I meant to say Gandhi. Awesome. But I so, digress. So um, she we had uh, we can either talk about um, all of the stuff that happened this week for the remaining thirteen or so minutes of this segment, or we can um, talk about uh, radio signals bouncing through space. You seem to have fixated upon I it. I have. It was the coolest thing I've overheard this weekend. I wasn't actually part of this conversation. I was eavesdropping on my husband while he was talking. I was in the hours before the show here helping out Emperor 1G. Stay tuned after Casually Hardcore for the Emperor's Court. Uh-huh. He was troubleshooting uh, the fact that the new NVIDIA driver has eaten his uh, Windows 7 machine. Yeah, I'm not too big on the NVIDIA. I mean, just built a computer. He fell victim to uh, apparently a well-known problem that affects a small enough percentage of motherboard uh, video card combos that they Ooh. really haven't bothered to fix it. Ooh. Yeah. Because uh, he went through... He's in the Diablo 3 beta. Oh, okay. And he was trying to stream it so the rest of us could have a look at it because yeah. there's no prohibition at this stage of the beta. Oh, okay. Even though it's technically the closed beta, Blizzard well knows we, want you, we want you to show yeah. this off because yeah. this is our promotional tool. Right. This is our marketing technique now. And he installed it, and the installer said, hey, uh, we've noticed that you're using an old enough NVIDIA driver that we're pretty sure that D3 won't play nice. Oh, okay. So we recommend you go get your latest driver, which he obediently did. Right. Straight into Blue Screen of Deathland. Oh, okay. So uh, he had me, I was remoting into his machine, and while we were waiting for these enormous video card driver libraries to download, yeah. um, we were, I was surfing and came across this BBC, this is on uh, www.rimmel.com, and uh, Barry, if you look at the very end of the research that I appended it in there so you can get the uh, link out to the IRC and into the show notes. And stop watching football, Barry. Damn you. Oh, no, that's his mission right the now. The Lions won. Oh. Sorry. He put it in the IRC. Yeah, I was looking at something else. Oh, sorry. So, uh, well, he said it directly to you. Yeah, I still was looking at something else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on an iPad. I don't. I have one window at a time. That's <laughs> true. That's true. The limitations of the iPad. So the story that I was reading out to Emperor that I had overheard is 47-year-old television signals bouncing back to Earth. While searching, this is from uh, the BBC, um, while searching deep space for extraterrestrial signals, scientists at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico have stumbled across signals broadcast from Earth, Earth nearly half a century ago. Radio astronomer Dr. Venn described how he made this historic discovery after analyzing a number of signals originating from the same point in space. I realized the signal was in the VHF band and slap bang in the middle of 41 to 68 megahertz. It was obviously old terrestrial television broadcasts, but they seem to be originating from deep space. After boosting and digital enhancement, the resulting video signals are remarkably clear. Responding to questions, Dr. Vren was at pains to explain that little green men are not showing repeats of old Earth shows. <laughs> they are signals that left Earth about 50 years ago and have bounced off an object, or more likely a field of objects some 25 light years away. Uh, radio signals travel at approximately 300,000 kilometers per second. The distance the vintage signals have traveled in the intervening years is vast. And whatever they are bouncing off of is too far away to see, even with the most advanced optical telescopes. Now, so there's the basis. Yeah. 
The BBC is going and using recordings of these signals, recovering lost episodes of shows like Doctor Who. Oh, wow. So literally, they're getting the lost Doctor Who episodes back from space. Because they had (laughs) destroyed film canisters and had reused videotapes. And it destroyed many early of of their now classic shows, and there simply are no copies of these shows. And occasionally, a vault will be discovered with some canisters, and then you get an episode here, an episode there back. And now they're saying, well, you can just re-record them with some digital enhancement. They're perfectly serviceable. So the BBC will be archiving all the recordings recovered from space, and there are plans to broadcast some of the highlights later in the year. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, so we sent it out there. Yep. It's bouncing off of something and coming back. Right. And we're like, it's like finding that old stash of comics that you thought was gone forever and is now worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is the the original cloud-based backup solution. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, you you talk about the internet being forever. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, that's kind of crazy, though, that signals can just last for... They propagate indefinitely in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they just keep going there. They're... Radio waves just well, keep going and going and going kind of with nothing to stop them. Like in, um, what's his name? Carl Sagan's Contact. The preamble to the signal coming back to us was a TV signal of the um, either Olympic Games or World's Fair. Or I think it was the Olympic Games with Adolf Hitler. Right. Because that was one of the first strong enough broadcasts of ra- of uh, television, television. Uh-huh. to escape the ionosphere. Right. Get past the E-layer and get out into space. So the little green man received it and sent it back to us to say, okay, we heard you. <laughs> so there's a, there was, it was a great scene in the book where they're decoding it and they're realizing, hey, this looks like it might be television and it's Hitler. Nice. <laughs> And in space. the International Nazi Party <laughs> in, enjoys a surge in uh, memberships because uh, their fury right. is returning. But it was simply, it was the first signal that was able to get out there to be received. Right. Wow. So here is more versions of that. There's just not being rebroadcast back to us, just yeah. bouncing off of a, a body and coming back. So I agree. It's, it's probably the greatest cloud storage ever. However, I think retrievability is random because you don't know oh, no. when it's going to hit something and bounce back. So. It's, it, and it's linear access only, and you can yeah. only retrieve one time, and you have to be there listening at the right moment. Right, so it's right. not exactly right. random access memory here. Right. Right. Oh, that. It's an awesome story, though. Reverend Geek, now they have seen the doctor defend us. They won't dare attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that was just something I stumbled across while I was killing time with, uh, with Emperor earlier. Oh, that's awesome. It is. Just, just it's neat. Physics, physics grand. Yeah. Well, and, and just the, the flat-out coolness of it, that it is not weakened to the point where it's unusable. Like, they're mm-hmm. not picking up fragments. They're picking up all of it. So it's like, well, let's just watch the news. From 47, <laughs> 47 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> exactly displaced 47 years. It's just, it's just coming back as it was broadcast. Yep. It's like, wow, what were they doing in the, the well, mid-60s? And I mean, this was really before we had, before people were taping and archiving and putting things like that Or the BBC was, was taping over or, things and destroying them because yeah. they were morons. Right. Well, and they just didn't have enough. They were saving money. Right. It was a budget right? cutting It measure. was a budget measure that they were working on. So Now digitizing mm-hmm. stuff is, you, know, you can have... 
right. almost nearly infinite storage in a very limited amount of space. So we're past that point. But going back and getting some of the stuff uh, that is otherwise irretrievably lost, right. fairly cool. Yeah, no kidding. Epic. Yes, I did just yes. say it. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely purple item class. Um, <laughs> At least sorry. purple gear. At least purple. Yep. <laughs> Possibly a legendary. <laughs> Why? Maybe orange. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's their gear classification like in Star Wars? Oh, yeah, you look at how do they rate? How do, you, how do, do they, they? What's have? their system? Um, yeah, it's it follows the normal from what I've seen so far. We've seen green item. You know, white items are your normal stuff. Green items have some sort of stat bonuses, and then blue is thus far. You know, by level ten, band. I had blue. You had blue pretty much all <laughs> so, over, which is considered yeah. Okay, based on if you've done a couple of the heroic quests and stuff. Um, so do they call rare. them heroic quests? Um, they call them. You should probably have a friend or two with you when you go do this quest. So it's quest. a group quest. Yeah, I think it's it's. Team I don't know quest. if they call it heroic or if they call it group. I just know that the, basically it says recommended number of players. Okay, know, type of thing. So I, I, as far as I know, yeah, the the loot will probably follow the normal color progression to purple and then orange. It's not safe to go alone. Here, take this. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, that's the way it goes, and we're we're ready to go. The computers are built. I ran into one of the weirdest issues, though, on my computer, which I never gave much thought to when you build a computer. <laughs> the thought that your motherboard actually has a list of RAM that it says it's qualified to work with. Right. right. Yeah, well, if you, if you get RAM that it's, you know, matches the specs, but it doesn't actually say it's qualified to work with, you're kind of taking your chances. And yep. That's kind of what we ran into is uh, just some weird issues with... You know, highly rated RAM. Everybody, you know, Newegg had 5,000 reviews of this RAM saying it's, it's the greatest the best thing, thing ever. And Asus is, you know, very, you know, a highly rated motherboard manufacturer. And it just, you know, the specs matched. It never occurred to me to actually go to their website and look at their manual to see, before I got the motherboard, to see what type of RAM worked with it. So, and then you had to tweak the voltage. Yeah, I tweaked the voltage, and I'm still, cons- you know, a little concerned about it, so I may... Swap the RAM out for one that is on the approved that's list. on the list, and just he's go making a from list. there. Yeah, but otherwise, uh, solid state drives are incredible, um, <laughs> and cheaper than mechanical drives breath, these days. Yeah, like un, like I don't think until you see it, you just don't know yeah. <laughs> how fast things can be. Um, it literally it's comparable to like an iPad in terms of just being up and going as close to instant on yeah. as you've ever seen. Yeah, with a copy it's, of Windows. I mean your Bing. your your bottlenecks become you know connecting to your IP service or ISP service or booting through your BIOS. I mean those are yeah, the power slow, on cell those tests. are the slow things that that are affecting your computer. Not like, the boot, bootstrap yeah. process anymore. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's very uh very awesome. And it's, it's a weird time because of the flooding in Thailand. Hard drive prices are mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. And suddenly solid state drives, even though they're lower capacity, yeah. are looking like a pretty damn good deal. Well, I mean, you get if you already have a laptop that you do stuff on, if you have an iPad or stuff like that, you tend to find like, well, what am I going to really use on my desktop? Games. Old Republic. <laughs> <laughs> and really, how much space do I need for games before I'm okay with uninstalling and installing something else? Right. And, you know, in my case, I said, you know, I can get by with 220 gig solid-state drives yep. until these the hard drive prices come back to where I can get a terabyte to for less reality, than 100. Yes. Yeah, which right now is not possible. No, sadly, because so, they're out of their freaking mind. And like I said, with Star Wars releasing, well, early release starting Tuesday, 
Right. Because they added a couple more days because right. they're really going to stagger how you get into the game. Uh, but Monday we find out the server, mm-hmm. if you already have a guild pre-registered with the appropriate number of you. players, they say, here's your server. Based on your little drop-downs of saying, well, I want a PvE server or PvP. I want to have light role-playing, you know, moderate, heavy role-playing. Uh, a couple shine. other, yeah, it's like, here you go. This is where you're deploying to. Which is interesting. I mean, it's a good way, I think, for them to control population, uh, which is the whole purpose of how they're doing the launch, how they're staggering in folks, how they even had a limited number of copies they were willing to sell at the beginning because they didn't want to have crashes. They didn't didn't want to have have a Blizzard experience. Or 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 anybody else. Or throwing that Vanguard experience. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that it should be smooth. The beta weekend went really smooth. Um, so I'm hoping, hoping it launches and, you know, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I get in right then so I can go in and just make like six characters and just reserve the names I want and then go to work yeah. <laughs> and come back that well, night and be ready to go. Yeah. I mean, we're building, we have to build me a new computer to play because can't play on Mac, uh, not developed for that. Nope. So we have to build me a, a PC rig, um, to be able to actually game for it. It will be only for gaming. And internet browsing, that's pretty much it. Um, What's wrong with that? (laughs) No, there's nothing wrong with that. And um, we'll be in the, like, we'll be coming in probably two weeks late. Yeah. You know, by the time we get in. Because it's got a buy and build. We didn't pre-order. Right. So we will be one of the later ones. So we're doing the, okay, so just make sure we know what server we need to go on to. Just make sure we know. We know we're playing Sith. Mm Mm-hmm. so we're like ready to go, and I'm I'm hopeful I can get my name. Well, did you, I may not, but did you order super duper like collector's yeah. version? Did it come like what the Blizzard products do with a invite a friend code? Hasn't come yet. So check when it arrives. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. That could be if it gives you the here's the one week right. code for your friend. Right, that could right, be our right. foot in the door because that's how we snuck a lot of people in with World of Warcraft. Yeah, is every copy came with at least one invite yeah. a friend code. And you could just install your your CDs and then get them in. Oh, and, them in. Right, right. And hopefully, right. in that seven to twelve days that they were in on the friend code, you could find them yeah. a copy at retail. I don't know. I mean, which I, happened a lot. In, in <laughs> we the, were like digging for copies in the you know unboxing and everything they've shown. They did not show that, and my only thought would be the fact that they're doing so they're doing such an effort to control their population why would they do that why would they have you know basically well we and we might have why double. did they why did they have a free-for-all <laughs> yeah. yeah why introduce that variable yeah. then, but it could be twice as yeah many. i think after the 20th then yeah you'll see like any mmo the you know try it free for seven days or well they'll get there i mean yeah. even wow has the of free-to-play to, to, oh, to yeah. level 20 now eq2 is gone free-to-play yep so if you're not wow and you're, you're free to play at this point. Yeah, every once in a while, EQ sends me something. Like I just got something from them the other day. Like EQ two is free to play. Come back and play. I'm like, never really was no. there, but yeah. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, people were saying that they're you know I'm 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 not playing Sith. Reinforce H was saying in the in the IRC, and I'm like, yeah, you know, we did Alliance in WoW. We did the pretty people in WoW. Time for evil. And we no, were yeah. we were told in this one that we had to do Sith. Um, I know, gaming no, teammates no, no, no. are sick of being good. I never good. told you you had to do Seth. I just you told said, you I'm, I'm doing, doing Seth. <laughs> so if we want to play with <laughs> you, then, 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 yeah. then we're going to do Seth. Yeah. But no, well, the Community Guild, we don't know yet. I know there's been some talk about it. Unfortunately, oh, oh, oh. we were limited in you could only sign up one account per guild. So to right. meet the, the minimum I needed to, to form our guild, 
I had to put my account there. So once we're live and we want to form a guild, we'll pick a server. And honestly, for the community guild, we'll leave. I can leave that to a vote. We can put yeah. that up on the website and say vote. Should it be Sith or, okay. or Republic? But I don't if we care. end up getting back to the, if we want to play with Grail, we have to go Sith. It's all about. I don't know how to put yeah. this, but I'm kind of a big deal. For those of you who are curious, it is 2.32 uh, AZ time, and uh, she's screaming up a bloody storm up there, so uh, hey! Arch Nemesis has uh, made her bid for freedom. Who won the pool, so. I wonder? All right, and that's conveniently our first break. Yes. Um, though I need Grail to cover for me, because I forgot to add in this week's episode of Northrend, Northrend News. News from the amazing uh. and incredible Amelia Overbay Day. All right. We have episode 75. Good Lord, when the heck did that happen? So we have uh, little Joko and little Emilia Overbay Day coming your way right now. You're listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Check us out on the web. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out at www.jitbit.com or follow the link on our homepage. The call-in topic for today... Uh, we're going to spread it between a couple. One part will be if you wanted to retrieve a great show from the past from a uh, signal bouncing off a, a celestial body back to Earth, what would that show be and why? And are you doing the Old Republic thing? And have you pre-ordered? Um, and are you going light side points or dark side points? <laughs> So we have all kinds of things you can call in during our last segment on. You just pick the ones, any from column A, B, or C, uh, and have your copy of Skype ready for the last part of the show. Yeah. We shall return right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Welcome to Northrend News, a proud partner of Casually Hardcore on btwproductions.com. In today's headlines, all of Azeroth is getting ready for Wintervale with all of the decorating, cooking, baking, and snowblowing the holiday requires. But one faction is feeling less than jolly. They're calling themselves the Humble Thunderers an assembly of Torin hunters, druids, and shaman who are tired of the holiday's status quo. There's too much commercialism in Wintervale now, says Morin Frosthoof, the assembly's spokescow. With all of the buying and selling, the frantic running around to complete Wintervale achievements for profit 
Everyone has forgotten the true message of Wintervale and the peace and solemnity of the holiday. Last night, the humble thunderers pinned a list of demands on the tent flaps of the Thunderbluff Elders Hall, recommending that all winter adventurers change their frantic flying about Azeroth and participate in some of the simpler joys of the holiday, including meditating, building snow cows, and giving gifts to those less fortunate, not to other epic-geared adventurers. So far, their recommendations have fallen on deaf ears and rumbling stomachs. As the first batches of the season's mince pies, fruitcakes, gingerbread cookies, and candy canes came out of Orgrimmar's city bakeries today, a crowd of hungry adventurers waited to begin the holiday feasting and celebrating. And, says chief baker Helga Hotgriddle, We've already sent food baskets to the hungry children in the city orphanage. Don't think we're completely heartless. Wintervale officially kicks off next week, but time will tell whether this dedicated group of Torin can convince adventurers to take the time to find the meaning behind the holiday. In other news today, reporters Blinky and Vixen have once again gone missing, sucked through a malfunctioning teleporter and into a strange new universe, where alien ship captains called progenitors rage a frenzied war to save the galaxy from twisted, mutated life forms. Honestly, I don't see the appeal behind this place. It looks just like Outland. But instead of the burning legion breathing down your neck, it's little space aliens trying to kill you. I've lost four squad members since we started this little away mission. Don't take it personally, Vixen. Combat is what these little pets are best at. You've just got to make sure that they have the right skills to defeat the opposing team of Darkspore. Genetic heroes with identical damage types deal double damage to each other. So you've got to keep a close eye on their health bars and swap them out before they're incapacitated. Anyway, think of this like field training for when we get battle pets back home. If we ever fix the teleporter, that is. <laughs> battle pets. I'll give those sorry pandas the what for. I'll bring my army of mutant alien heroes back to Azeroth and wipe the floor with them. I'll use plasma damage and cyber cannons and necrotic spells. They won't know what hit them. Pandaren, Dixon. They're called Pandaren. From Thunderbluff to Zellum's Necklace, this is Northrend News. Okay, guys, everyone ready to sing the song? Yeah, I'm ready. Great. Now, remember, it's almost Christmas, and nobody has any pod-safe Christmas music, so uh, that's your motivation here. Uh, CC Chapman, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. And uh, Lennon Nora from Jawbone, good to go? Let's do this! And uh, Adam Curry, Skyping in from the helicopter flying somewhere above your golden palace. You all patched in there, Adam? Adam. Adam! Except, uh, Adam, you sounded a little bit like you were rushing it there at the end. Uh, you know what I mean? Buddy? Whatever, dude. All right, well, I can't say I care for the attitude, but, you know, just pay attention next time. Now, uh, the rest of you, I just wanted to go over... Adam. Adam, did you say something to me? No. Huh. That's funny. I thought I heard you say something. No, I didn't. Look, I don't want to go through this with you. We're here to sing a song about pod-safe Christmas music, and I, I just want everyone to do their best, you know? 
mean, can you just give me a little effort? Shut up, Cece. Adam, just give me a little effort, okay? Adam? Adam? Adam! Jesus, what? Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. We do indeed have drinks handy. Including the lemonade for Arch Nemesis, who is oh, now yeah. on my lap until she begins to reach for the keypad. Which could happen and at any moment. When she goes for the keyboard, we'll be playing that keep away game that we are all so familiar with. Yeah, it's like dodgeball, but dodge baby. <laughs> dodge baby. Yeah, and, and it's even more entertaining for the rest of us when she starts going for your headphone cables and tries yes, to and, strangle you with and, it. And essentially tries to pull my ears off. Yes, I've, I've got that. It could it's happen. Like, so girls with slingshots. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, she's, she was a very good interviewee, even though the uh, recording equipment tried to... Uh, sabotage. Sabotage everything. Yeah. Actually, it was, turned out it was dead microphone cable, as we learned much later. So, it's always oh. the cable. That's what one of the one of the people that I re- respect in technology said the other day. It's always, it's always the, the cable. cable. It's always the cable. <laughs> it's always the cable. It is always the that door is the cable. First thing you check. Yeah. I always start with the simple. That's when I, you know when I talk to the students in the hardware class. Step one: Is it plugged in? Right. Step two: Does the plug it's plugged into actually have electricity? Check, oh, oh, check oh, the really oh. dumb, obvious stuff first, yeah. guys, and save yourselves 18 hours of troubleshooting, and then you realize the light switch was turned oh, off. Oh, right, no, right. No, you yeah. can't have the microphone. Usually no, in no. troubleshooting, it ends up being the – it's the – what is that rule? Occam's or, razor. Occam's razor, basically. The simplest simplest answer. answer. Simpler answer is usually, usually your correct bet, yeah. whereas, I mean, you can pour through forms and find some obscure registry setting you should change, and in the end, you probably just have – a bad RAM stick, or you probably should just reboot your computer, and that'll fix it. So yeah. it's always interesting. How Did technology... you restart? Yeah, the stand is the problem between the keyboard, keyboard and, and the, the chair. chair. <laughs> ID ten T errors. ID ten T errors abound. ID ten T and Pepkek. No, no keyboard. No, no keyboard. So let us give props to our. Well, no, before we do research. Okay. Because this should be gaming segment here. Oh yeah. This is supposed to be gaming. We do research later. Gaming, gaming. So. In honor of the gaming segment, Spike just had their 2011 VGAs. video game alert yep. boards. So we have the list of winners here. The 2011 uh, parade of game previews with occasional awards sprinkled in. Yeah, I didn't actually watch it. <laughs> I actually totally forgot that it was on. But I remember, like, oh, yeah, I wonder who actually won those awards in between them. Yeah, just basically. I think Blizzard had the best game preview of any that made up the bulk of that show. Apparently, they gave the best game trailer of the year to Assassin's Creed Revelations from their E3 2011 trailer. Nice. All right. That sounds good. Their most anticipated game of the year was Mass Effect 3. 
Okay. It's interesting they'd have an award for most, most anticipated, anticipated game. game. <laughs> All right. So far in 2011, because obviously since Old Republic hasn't released yet. I think because of that, or it was like right on the... I mean, Mass Effect 3 isn't coming out until 2012, so maybe it had to be 2012 or later. Who knows? Which is possible. Um, but anyways, so they... For the actual system awards for the best 360 game, they gave Batman Arkham City. I'm Batman. For PS3, they gave it to Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Uh, and Wii game was Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which Not I've heard surprising. nothing but great things yeah. about. Which is really, because my, my Wii has like a film of dust on it right now. No, this, this is the, oh, it can be a serious gaming console game. I guess so, which is pretty sad because this is probably the end of that console's life. Well, they've already announced its replacement. Yeah. I mean, the Wii U is yeah, coming at some point. the Wii U and you know, the other two consoles probably within the next year. Well, you consider that, that Nintendo is the only company that has announced a new console and everyone else is saying, no, it's going to be a couple more years because we yeah. built these ones to last. Right, right. With the, the PS3 in particular, with yeah. the cell processors, like, we're, you're not even coming close to, to taxing our yeah. capabilities yet, developers. Come on, get with the program. We got this. <laughs> we, we totally got this. So, and then they so. gave best uh, PC game to Portal 2. I can is... see that. Okay. All right. So, I have, uh, I have a gaming-related announcement. Hit it. Um, well, you know, we do game design and game programming and game art and animation over at the school. A little bit. Um, we had uh, students have entered in the, the uh, Indie Game Festival, IndieDB, and um, the game is called TELUS, and it recently won an award from the IEEE and Earth Observation Group. Interesting. And the award, the funny part of this is um, because it's it's kind of a serious game. You actually have to develop uh, carefully across the planet. And you, if you build a planet that is actually systemic and support, supports everyone, you kind of win the game. Okay. Um, as I understand it, yes, Arch Nemesis is, pe- is banging things on the table now. Um, so they won this award, but the funny part about this is the award was from IEEE and the Earth Observation people, but the other sponsor of the award was DigiPen. Okay. So they were awarding a winner not at their school. Oops. <laughs> like, so, That's so, the risk you take. Someone at DigiPen is not very happy right now. Um, but yeah, definitely. And you can go look it up. It's just look up TELUS game. T-E-L-L-U-S, T-E-L-L-U-S, um, and you can look it up and check it out. So it's pretty cool. Um, the voting is still going on, by the way, for best indie game. So Stack that box. Come on. Stack that box. Come on. University of Advancing yes. Technology is the one. Yes, I am totally willing to kind of, uh, oh, what's the word, whore that segment out oh, to, yeah. you know, <laughs> to get more votes for the team. Whore it, baby. Whore it. I love you. <laughs> and that's my husband saying that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, work bang. it, work it, work it. Oh, see, I'm falling down okay. the job here. I mean, we so, got, we got. Oh, you so have it. You have a drop in for that. <laughs> oh no, that's the I mean, that's the baby drop in. Oh my goodness. Yes, she is definitely oh, or, waking up now. She was kind of zony when I first brought her down, but yeah, optionally. <laughs> She's not a murloc. Um, let's you do a little comparison here. <laughs> Whenever you. Walk in the room. Mm-hmm. Does she aggro on you? Yes. She's a murloc. <laughs> she sat there when you said she's a murloc, and she looked at me and went, huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Just a little opinion on that. A little bit. Yeah, just a little. Are you going to go back to flirting with Grail? She's giving yeah. him a look. He's totally not willing to look it's at you, little bouncing right girl. off him. He's, he's like, afraid he's going to just, yeah. you know, fall into your eyes. She's there. trying again. No. No. <laughs> Come on. No. Oh, you babies. No. It's, yeah, it's actually Doxa who has the weakness yeah, for babies. Yeah, she has yeah. the weakness for babies. Grail's <laughs> over there. Oh, they took my freaking kidney. <laughs> That's what happened with the first baby. Yes, Aridin did I'm that. I'm not buying your 17. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So anyhow, so they ended up giving Game of the Year to uh, Skyrim. Of okay. course. Which has definitely been, yeah, I can see it. It's been a really, really good game. Uh, well, one it, that I would push heavily for people to try out. In the era of online connected multiplayer world games, to have a standout, no, single player yeah. RPG massive world sandbox game... It's just it's what Bethesda does, right? And considering one of their, I mean, they're probably one of their biggest rivals for role playing games, being Bioware, has taken obviously Knights on into a full MMO, right? And then they've taken Mass Effect Three is going to have co op in it, yeah. So they've added multiplayer to their their titles, whereas Bethesda has, has like, no, stayed. We're good. We are not going to to do that. Which we is will really deliver what you expect yeah. us to deliver. We're putting out. What Pure we're good at. role-playing games. And this one, I mean, when you play Skyrim, it actually feels like you're like, wow, this is like a single-player MMO. Just because of how many quests there are that's and how much been, stuff to do. That's been the comment. I have heard a lot of that. In, uh, and I've had people who are less familiar with gaming confuse it with an MMO, yeah. which was pretty amusing. Just, it's all fun and games until somebody takes an arrow to the knee. I don't know about an arrow to the knee. It's, it's all fun and games that you spit a chicken on fire. That's Oh, and that's the entire when town go, goes tail. Yeah, that's oh. when things go <laughs> bad. You, you, have, you have missed out on the meme that has sprung out of Skyrim. Oh, no. There's an NPC you, you can interact with, or several NPCs you can interact with, where he talks about, I was doing fine and, until I took that arrow to the knee. Oh, really? And I've taken that. There's these <laughs> montages of, of the characters going through shooting people in the knee. Oh, no! Oh, oh. Arrow to the knee! Arrow to the knee! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, do a, do a search for you know, that, Arrow yeah. to the Knee Skyrim. And oh, okay, we'll have to check that one YouTube out. YouTube videos. There's yeah. all, all kinds I mean, of just, posters. You know, again, we were talking about the end of life of consoles, and this one, the graphics on it are just stunning, where I came out of the snow-capped mountain, I went down, and I was in this forested area, and I come to this ravine that has a river, and I start following the river up another like rocky uh, incline and there's this gigantic waterfall and I'm like oh man I even told like Daxa you gotta look at this wow that's really beautiful and so I continue up my path and then a mountain lion jumps out and mauls me and (laughs) I fall off the cliff down into the water I was like wow that looks really pretty and now now I have to reload Jaguar to like, the face. Wow. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, this sucker came. So, it was awesome. I mean, oh. Just like nature. Yeah, just like nature. Like, oh, that's such a pretty... Oh, my God, it was a trap. <laughs> it's a trap! They Dude. lulled you into a false sense yeah. of... Uh, what's on my leg? Oh, man. <laughs> Jaguar to the face. Jaguar, Jaguar to the face. Yeah. Yes. That is my quote from Apocalypto. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh. So that movie, I, I remember how horrifically I really didn't like that film. And the only funny part 
to me was the guy running through the jungle and all of a sudden random random jaguar to the face. <laughs> it's like, and you're dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is the way life was back then. Pretty much. Uh, your food. You, right. are, yep. you are a tasty kibble to all manner of creatures out there in the world. Yep. So outside of that, though, they I mean, pretty much most companies have delivered their high, you know, visibility products well, well before Christmas. Right. So you have nights releasing and then that's it for a while, yeah. which is good. I have enough stuff. I mean, uh, Aridin has... Revelations that he beat uh, Assassin's Creed, which I haven't even touched yet. So. Asrav, which was the one that came after Aspro, right? Yeah, Aspro. <laughs> <laughs> this is the you know spiritual sequel to S two. Or as they say in the industry, S du. S du, part du. Yes. So yeah, between those and uh, you know obviously Battlefield and all the first person shooters. You're it's kind of nice. It's it's been a good season. It's been a good season. It, it down, needs a, I need to calm down a little bit because I just, play through some of this. Yeah, stuff. I, I don't yeah. have time. I mean, you know, Arkham City. I've only maybe halfway through, and that game was another phenomenal game. <laughs> There's nothing bad about it. It's just time. No time. <laughs> well, and you you kind of look at it and say. Um, when you don't have when there's this wealth of really good stuff out, it's like you know some of the stuff that would normally be a superstar, uh oh, suddenly becomes not so uh, not so much a superstar. Yeah. Please don't throw the glass at me, honey. No, stop. Give me the glass. Yeah, I want the shiny thing. I cannot have. Yeah. So from uh, the IRC, uh, yes. Barry VA has sent along. No, no. Oh yes, uh, he's of course uh, um, correcting me. Okay. Uh, actually, the quote is, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow to the knee. No. And then he linked in the main IRC channel uh, an article from Kotaku.com. From Skyrim meme to ladies' flesh, Skyrim's arrow to the knee meme didn't only inspire an epic dubstep anthem, it also inspired this tattoo. And it's a woman with a tattoo of an arrow going through <laughs> her knee, which is actually fairly awesome. Guards in the game often say, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow to, to the, the knee. knee. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I have a lot of silk, silly tattoos along with tattoos that mean a lot to me. I am a professional tattoo artist, and I plan on being heavily covered, so I do not need to, to hear people bitching about how I'll regret it. I won't. I do not regret any of my tattoos. I only live once. I'm going to do what makes me happy, whether you approve or not. Oh, that's awesome. Until I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah. See, I mean, that's part of it, though, because, I mean, you, know, you make what, of Skyrim what you want to make of it. Like, I never talk to the guards because my character is a member of the Dark Brotherhood, which is their assassin guild, and the thieves guild. So I tend to avoid guards the entire time I'm there. And then the, the person writing the article says, Nikki, I used to be a professional tattoo artist like you until... <laughs> arrow um, to the knee, arrow, arrow to, the to the knee. knee yeah. So, um, th- that actually wouldn't look too bad on my leg, considering I actually have scars on my knee. <laughs> so I could, you could actually play off I could that. actually play off the scars. <laughs> and then I took an arrow I to used the to knee. be a professional adventurer like you. Until that arrow. one ski trip. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. Oh, no. I put my knee on backwards, and that was yeah, the end of that. Yeah, the entire... <laughs> Bottom half of my leg. Oh, a, kind, a kind of pain. Not immediately. Not, yeah, but then it was gone, and then it got worse again. It was kind of you know, like along with where the shock went. 
And then when there was I a shot in, of morphine later, yeah, and then there was bliss. Yeah, then there was no uh, oblivion. <laughs> yeah, there was. At least I can sleep until I get on the plane tomorrow and get this looked at properly. So, yeah. So, I mean, Spike, though, they ended up having like 20 different, or I'd almost say 30 different awards. That they I think out. they, I mean, they didn't show all of them being given, much like right. the, uh, the, the uh, Oscars. Uh, Oscars, or they'll do yeah. the technical Oscars as a separate non broadcast presentation. Right, right. And I've actually I've seen, uh, there was a behind the scenes bit where they had, um, oh God, what's the actor's name? From um, Saving Private Ryan and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay. They had him hosting <laughs> the Tech Lords. He was, he was just saying how much it was a much better party yeah. than the <laughs> actual Oscars. Actual, the, the main Oscars. Yeah, yeah. People are just having a much better time. Oh, they're, yeah. they're not on film. They don't have to necessarily. Right. And he's like, I'm giving out awards um, of the all the. Best low-hanging fog from all the examples of low-hanging fog this year. <laughs> um, but just basically saying, if you want to go to, if you have a chance to go to the Oscars or go to the technical awards, go to the, technical go to the freaking awards. technical awards. Go to the tech awards. Yeah, people but are having more fun. Yeah, I think they did respond to some of the criticism from last year, which was that the show was nothing but a parade of previews of games yet to come. Yeah, and not enough actual freaking awards. Right, right. So they 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 I think salted it with the more actual award granting on the air. Right, during the broadcast. it can't be a two but hour was, commercial. Right, but it was, <laughs> no, it was still one and a half salted. Hour. Yes, oh, it was still seasoning. Oh yeah, Blizzard yeah. premiered the Diablo three main trailer. Of course, at it, uh, which is a, in their usual form, completely gorgeous. Right, right. Um, has the whole war in heaven, war between heaven and hell oh, nice. thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so some great just animation with basically the uh, a, a calligraphy and uh, drawn pictures uh-huh. coming to life kind of a thing, and then transitioning into just their normal really high quality. And they're getting even better at just you know human yeah. being. Um, not- I noticed the eyes a lot this time were just you know the the wetness in the eye and just the really human looking face and eyes. Like okay, you guys are. You're in that uncanny valley now, and it's, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Yeah. And your gameplay wasn't you know, quite this cool, but you should definitely be doing movies. Why the hell aren't you doing movies? Yeah. Until Almost you consider surprising. how the hell long it takes to make those trailers. Right, right. Like, right. That's why you're not in movies, because you don't have six years to develop to the development of a 90-minute movie. Yeah. Now, I heard Rumor Mill just talking around this week about um, Blizzard releasing the new MMO IP information. Um, not... not you know, like talking about what it's going to be um, at either the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Does anyone know anything about that? They might be waiting to take some thunder away from Bioware um, when uh, Old Republic launches. When Old Republic comes out next week. Who knows? Yeah. I was I was really surprised that this last BlizzCon... Didn't have it. Because every time before, they had... Well, they had missed the Pandaria to uh, announce. I guess that was a big enough deal to hold a uh, BlizzCon for. No. Sorry. Not so much. No. Um, but, yeah, I was really, I was expecting them to say something about the mystery MMO that they're developing in the background and not a peep. Yeah, no, it's been very quiet. Yeah, it makes me wonder, is it is it going the way of StarCraft Ghost? Is it going the way of Lord Ooh. of the Clans? I'm, actually, my guess would be is they maybe 
maybe doing it, but they may be uh, thinking maybe this isn't the best time, time to, yeah. because we don't want to go head to head with the Star Wars fans, and we know Guild Wars Two is around the corner. So, well, yeah, I mean, even if wait. they announce it, it's going to be two years away. Yeah, but you're still thinking like, let's let that die down, let people start getting that. I wish there was something else out there right. feeling, and then we'll. There's we'll smack plenty of it. life remaining yeah. in WoW. Right, right, right. There's tons. Oh, yes. Oh, conveniently, though. Oh, with the, with oh the you banged her. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Meltdown. We have full meltdown. Well, we also have our next break we, conveniently, so we'll just go, we go directly to that. Uh, yeah. You're listening oh. to my screaming child and She's casually just been abused. <laughs> we shall return <laughs> Got after mollifying the child. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. That looks like heaven Where I played till level seven Where the pine trees grow And cold ridge valley snow That's a place that I remember Where it's always been December Burning yuletide logs Killing wild drugs In the valley Of the shadow moon I go strolling where the glowing magma pours And the lava brings back memories Of smelting presence in the heart of Iron Forge When the grinding gets you down Hop a griffin to my town In the land of ice and snow it's always Christmas time in Dunmore. Nothing's changed since I was small. Regal's brewing in Brunel. And Hammerfoot's old friend, it seems he's lost again. Everyone's in need of questing. There's a herd that needs protecting And when you've killed Vagash We'll fetch old Magrin stash Pulling tricks on Jarvan Thunderbrew Collecting fallout for Aussie toggle gold Hauling barrels for the barley brews 
helping Felix get that one last missing bolt. When the grinding gets you down, grab a flight back to my town. In the land of ice and snow, it's always Christmas time in Dunmore. On Christmas night, our hearts would break. I said, "There's more to life than this," and she said, "I just want to fish." So if you happen by that way, wish her a happy holiday. 'Cause in the land of ice and snow, it's always Christmas time in Dunmore. It's always Christmas time in Dunmore. It's always Christmas time in Dunmore. It's always Christmas. It's always Christmas. It's always Christmas time in Dunmore. You are listening to VTW. 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 VTW Productions. 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 Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Versus the world radio. Casually right. Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com, and we have come up with the title for the episode. Yes. Arch Nemesis Takes an Arrow to the Knee. That is, that, she, yeah. She did, in fact, bang T- her knee. Take a boo-boo to the up. knee. You cannot pull my power cable like that, Arch. No, no. Ar- oh. And then I took an arrow to the knee. Yes, yes. So we decided that her adventuring days were over. Yep. Guard duty um, for and her. And it's now guard duty for her. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Very VA. At which point she gave, she gave Grail, who said it, the dirtiest, dirtiest look. look. Yeah. <laughs> It's really I will funny. Kill you. And then she reached over and uh, clicked Gnomewise out of IRC. Yeah, That's right. well, there is that. <laughs> and actually, like, started playing with the keyboard I, on the ring. I, I like the interaction. So. When I say something that pisses her off, Gnomewise suffers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's got to be a drop. Don't for make that. me hurt my dad again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, you can. I swear to you, I'll do it. Silence! All right. Right. Now, research thread contributors. Is, and yes, the research, master. The research thread yeah. for today is entitled Cramming for the End of the Semester. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. And contributors from our all-volunteer research squad this week include Deus Ex, who came up with the name for the thread. And I'm having to fight my own daughter again. <laughs> <clears throat> Locked in an epic battle. And I'm going to lose. <laughs> Would you like me to do it? <laughs> Aid, fangs with a Z, because that's what makes it cool, and Boba Fetish, and myself, where I put in the uh, one from the signals reflecting back from the the nether nether. Oh, yes. So I have one here. Hit it. We have, uh, it's on uh, rockpapershotgun.com. Website name Um, ever. PC Gaming, and it is basically, 
EA Origin Bands Update Edition. <laughs> yeah. To keep you up to date with the status of our investigation into EA's dubious banning players from accessing their Origin account names. Which is their most, version of Steam. For those mostly who don't multiplayer, know. though we're hearing exceptions. We have, well, no news. Unfortunately, despite repeated attempts to receive a statement on EA's current position on their banning procedure, we have only been met with silence for the last fortnight. What an hmm. interesting use of that word. Um, 532.8 af- furlongs per fortnight. It's not just a good idea. It's, it's the, the law. law. Yeah. Um, after some initial responses pointing, uh, pointing affected customers toward their support lines, we received an ambiguous statement that avoided the current issue and rather said there were plans to review whatever the current secret policy might be. And then no responses to our emails since. All the while, we're hearing ca- of case after case of customers being affected. I'm building up quite the portfolio of affected gamers who find, after a forum violation, they're unable to access their origin games. And within this is a more disturbing trend. Those who are finding that their forum bans are, without explanation, becoming permanent bans. Permanent bans from accessing their origin accounts, their battle log accounts, and therefore downloading purchased games and playing online. Something which obviously raises serious questions about consumer rights, which is, of course, another angle we're currently investigating. Wow. This is the Amazon effect again, where if you piss off Amazon, you lose all your you stuff. You lose all your stuff, mainly your stuff right. in your Kindle. Right. I like it. I mean, it's basically EA puts you on like double secret probation. Double <laughs> secret probation. <laughs> I mean, here it is. So, person, the pattern tends to go like this from the research. Person says a naughty word on an EA forum. Person receives person receives a seventy two hour ban from the forums, which blocks Origin two. Oh. Person contacts EA support customer support and is told tough. Person writes to RPS with the occasional addition of person finds their ban has become permanent with no warning and no option to appeal. Wow. So it's uh, this seems to be very interesting in terms of the just kind of random acts of crappiness. Um, so basically, you choose, curtail your freedom of speech mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. lose your right to play these games. And Origin says... <laughs> you have your right to freedom of speech, just not in their sandbox or their right. forums. Right, not on um, their forums. But I don't know. I mean, that's if I have any complaint right now about the way... Star Wars is launching is that they have that relationship with EA obviously as their publisher and it's mingled into origin and their your actual login to Star Wars has a has some sort account. of well it has some sort of relationship for it it's not directly it but it definitely pulls information and I think Battle. eventually Net. it will yeah. so yeah that's I mean right now I can tell you my only game that I foresee ever buying from Origin is this, uh, Star Wars. And I'm getting at least the physical discs with it. But, uh, yeah, they do some shady stuff, for sure. Yeah. That's... This is... Uh, it's a little I, don't, I, don't, I really, you know, I don't like that, but I, I kind of live in this land of... I've agreed not to piss Amazon off in my head. Yep. Yeah. Because I bought uh, a Kindle, and I'm enjoying my eBooks. Yeah. And so I'm kind of living in that land of, all right, well, I've agreed to play by your rules. Right. And not, you know, not make an enemy of you. Uh, and I take it to the, I mean, you know, I don't think any of us would go on the forums and be like, you effing blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. We, and so we, it's we, like, yeah, I'm not in any risk of getting banned for doing that. But at the same time, it's not that far of a leap to say, well, if they're banning for that, what if they ban because you talked about them on a podcast badly or, right, or something? Right, right. We're know. banned. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> for que- for reading this article out loud, we're banned. You know, it's not that far of yeah. steps to banning then for 
other reasons. Well, what the hell are we supposed to do, you moron? Not much. Not play games. I think we're all supposed to go outside. That's what Where? We're yeah, exactly. <laughs> Graphics are great. <laughs> Just remember that scary ball count. in the sky the is trying to kill awesome. us. The sun is trying to kill me. The AI is lacking, though, out there, let me tell you. The user interface <laughs> bites. It's yeah. poorly documented. There's fluids. Yeah. It's all yeah. that move crap. Uh, sun can kill you. <laughs> sun don't, don't kill you. Suns with guns kill you. All right. <laughs> okay, ow. All right, so we have an article here. Uh, Miyamoto is to retire from current position at Shigeru Nintendo. Miyamoto, the eternal one. Yeah, so apparently he's not actually retiring, retiring, but he is stepping down as kind of their head Uber God to guy. fix, to focus on actually doing projects again and possibly working with some of their younger talent, which in the end I think is a good thing. I yes. mean, he's been a, a force of nature in uh, video game development for a long, long time now, obviously creating some of the uh, uh, best series. So yeah, I think uh, be a good time. I think it'll be good. Enjoy your success. Go do what brings yeah, you joy. Yeah. You don't have to run the ship anymore. Exactly. And take your freaky turtleneck self elsewhere. Yeah. Or so just, the man you're about to see has no neck. And he's staying within Nintendo, which you know is good. Ease. I think it keeps them relevant. <laughs> I mean, they, they still move a lot of products. Oh, I mean, their their handheld gaming bar none is is incredible. Nobody, I mean, the the only serious right. contender with them is any of the iOS devices. And right, Android devices. right. That'd be she's the only climbing. Thing. Of course, she's climbing. Yeah. She this this she's is she's getting rel- really good at climbing. This is, is relatively new. The climbing yeah. thing. She's scaling. She's starting to scale things. Yes. Yeah, she's a. Uh... Uh, when she starts actually climbing the straight face of the wall, I'm going to be a little those days more are, scared. Those days are ahead of us. Well, you remember when uh, Nemesis was two and a half, and we came in and found him on top of the fridge. Mm-hmm. That was a scary moment. She's she's headed that direction. She definitely shares those genes. Oh no. I see hospital visits in the future. So here's a lovely example of the sensationalist media misquoting, taking something completely out of context, and running with it. Amen. And trying to smear the good name of the International Red Cross. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen this one. Hit us. Yeah, this particular one, this version of it comes from thewashingtonpost.com which apparently has a really laggy website that is taking forever to load. There's there's another version... um, there's been several iterations the, of this, including the eventual retraction of, oh, that's not at all what they said at all. There's other one. Close. News.com.au has another version of it. 600 million gamers could be war criminals, Red Cross says. See, this is, I've got the one that with one. the retraction, basically. Uh, now it's finally loaded. Uh, Geneva, and now Sam Broadcaster wants to be in the foreground. Gamers worried that their actions in the virtual battlefield could land them in screen change. Uh, could land them at the Hague War Tribunal can relax. The International Committee of the Red Cross says media reports that it is investigating whether the Geneva Conventions apply to video games are false. Really? You think? What a surprise. I didn't see that coming at all. The Swiss-based humanitarian group assured gamers Thursday that serious violations of the laws of war can only be committed... In real-life real situations. Yeah. The ICRC says nevertheless, it is nevertheless interested in working with video game makers to promote a better understanding of international humanitarian law because some companies also develop war simulations for armed forces. 
Right. Mm. So if you're designing serious games, please, and simulations for the military, please ensure you include some training about the Geneva Convention. Right. And, yeah. and the sensationalist media took that and ran with saying, they're accusing gamers of violating war crimes laws. Like, <sighs> No, they're not. Oh, you... And, and, but the damage is done to a certain extent because there was a, a, a parade of tweets across my Twitter feed of, well, the uh, International Red Cross just lost my donation. If this is what they're spending their money on, puh. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Do your research. Yeah, no kidding. Be, <laughs> and I know I'm going out on a limb here, journalists. Yeah. So here's one from launch.is. Hit it. Facebook's security flaw reveals Zuckerberg's private photos. Wait, there was a Facebook security flaw? What? Oh, my God. That's never happened before. Slash sarcasm. <laughs> but a boom. Uh, uh-oh. Hang on. She's good. She's actually putting it back. Facebook has acknowledged that the bug that allowed users to access private photos and is currently fixing the bug. A Facebook spokesperson told ZDNet that the bug was discovered in one of our reporting flows that lets users report several instances of inappropriate images or posts. Facebook also reaffirmed its commitment to data privacy, stating it is a top priority for the company. So a Facebook security hold that allows you to view, save, and share private photos has enabled one hacker to expose those of Mark Zuckerberg. And so. they, went, they go on to post dozens of photographs of Mark Zuckerberg yep. in his home. Yep. Because that's responsible. Here are his private photos. Oh, man. But the fact that it was easy for someone to get access to them and they could very yeah. easily do the same thing to you. you could say it's a little worrisome. Yeah. When, yeah, the creator of it is... Uh... Um, is a target. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. he's a target, though. He's high. high. Um, he's. <laughs> what did she say? For all the world, I. It, she, had, she had slid off of what she was climbing on. She was holding a picture frame against her head and it's kind of in this disheveled state. And I swear to God, she said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, she was just making noise. Could have been. All right, Grail, do you have one or shall I go forward? Oh, I got one. So looks like they came up with a new way to in- implement DRM. Ah, you took the one I was going for. Uh, <laughs> Serious Sam 3. Completely awesome. If you uh, pirate the game, you get attacked by a giant pink scorpion yes. that is unkillable. Giant immortal pink yeah. scorpion. And basically brings your game to a frustrating end. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a video embedded yeah, in the Yeah, where it just, awesome. it just moves really fast and it endlessly pursu- uh, pursues your character. Um, I liked the Crow team declined to comment on the new technology, saying that they preferred to let the scorpion speak for itself. <laughs> so, and the uh, article also goes on to see the author of the article says, but now I'm tempted to go play yeah, the game just, so to ex- just, just to experience this content. Yeah, there's there's two things. Like, number one, I was like, well, the, the game actually looked better than I expected it yeah. to look. And then secondly, yeah, I want to see a giant pink scorpion attack me. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting use of DRM or, or, of copy uh, protection to basically say, yeah, you can take our game. It's just we then flip this bit and uh, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or the hell of the pink scorpion. The hell of the pink Giant scorpion. pink mutant scorpion immortal right. of doom and death. So here is a, uh, a story of the... Not-so-nice political forces in our world becoming tech-savvy in all the wrong ways. This is from uh, bbc.co.uk. And Russian Twitter political protests swamped by spam. The company, the uh, hijack PCs, 
have helped drown out online chat about the Russian election protests, say security experts. The computers were used to disrupt Twitter as Russians chatted about ongoing protests in Moscow's Triumphal Square, said security firm Trend Micro. Analysis of the many pro-Kremlin messages posted by some discussions suggested they were sent by machines. Russian activists said thousands of Twitter accounts were being used to drown out genuine dissent. So they would... And this was set in motion months ago. Hmm. These accounts were created many, many months ago. This was a planned and carefully executed thing. And it was basically a botnet of Twitter accounts that were used to... They would discover what hashtags people were using to basically release information about the way the election was being stolen and the, the all the fraud that was going on. And they would flood the hashtags with fake declarations of you're lying and it's not true and yay, go Kremlin, go Kremlin, go Kremlin, go. Right. Um, and so they were prepared for people using social media to defend themselves against corrupt governments. Yeah. So we need to find the next thing, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't take after the Arab Spring and everything else. Obviously, governments probably got pretty savvy. Like, uh, if something breaks out here, what are we going to do to make sure we're going to yeah. drown you out? Exactly. With our botnets. Be- and I don't, I'm, I'm botnets. kind of surprised. What would Russians know about making botnets? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. So, Ayo, you had an, an intriguing looking one there. I did. I found one that was interesting. Um, Alexa, uh, arch nemesis, is attempting to distract us. Um, this one is the rules of magic according to the greatest fantasy sagas of all time. <laughs> so, someone has taken the time um, to put forth an answer. Where does magic come from? How do you wield it? Is there good and evil magic? Is magical ability hereditary or can anyone learn? What's the secret to defeating magic? And is magic a secret from a primarily non-magic world? And so they answered all of those questions. Put them in there in all of the major franchises. Starting with, and I'm just going to pull a couple of examples. George R.R. Martin. um, Neil Gaiman. David Eddings. Joss Whedon. C.S. Lewis, Stephen R. Donaldson, Jim Butcher, um, the Dark Crystal movie by Jim Henson, That's awesome. Terry Pratchett, uh, Robin Hobb, J.K. Rowling, you couldn't forget her, no. Patrick Rothfuss, uh, The King Killer Chronicles, R.A. Salvatore, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, Neil Gaiman actually appears on this list a couple of times, well, not surprising. Terry He's Brooks, prolific. Robert Jordan, uh, and Piers Anthony. So that's just a few. That's not all of them, but it basically gives you the answer um, in almost a, a rubric, a table format of all of these questions. So it's a compile them all together. You can essentially do a statistical study of how authors treat magic huh. and see if there are kind of uh, social norm implications of how different cultures view magic. So I liked that one. That one is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really nice. I can't get it to... Sh- to show on yours? Um, well, yeah, I'm looking at it on an iPad, and it still comes up blurry even when I open the enlarged version. It's still blurred out, so I'll have to look at it at home. But interesting, yeah, because there's always been, oh, yeah, it looks much better on an actual computer. Yeah. <laughs> That's good yeah. to know. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there's obviously uh, every author t- has his own kind of take on it. I remember growing up as a kid, one of the first series I read that had magic in it, aside from Lord of the Rings, was uh, – 
at Ains Belgorad right. and the the will and the word format mm-hmm. that he used. I was like, oh, that's so neat because it's just from you and you just make stuff happen. That's, right, that's right. Perfect. It has to. It has to do with your own innate strength yeah. and your own will. Yeah. To get things done, and, and you just focus it in exactly. Well, and I like that one too from um, Edding's work. I thought yeah. he did a good one. Although I have to admit, probably my Chronicles of Narnia was my first oh, okay. exposure to magic, magic yeah, um, yeah. as a child in reading, and I thought that was just a phenomenal uh, approach. Right, you know the the parallel universes yeah. sort of sort of pieces working together yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and then the relationship between those universes and the way time changes differently and things like that yeah um i was surprised when they used uh like i wasn't surprised when they used joss whedon that they used the buffy verse um but i was surprised when they used codex alera mm-hmm. for, for jim butcher, butcher. yeah because i would have used dresden yeah i would have used that you know that universe instead of codex alera well maybe I'm trying to think. I mean, the I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and, and think about it if one is more fleshed out than the other. Because Dresden, he's kind of he always can kind of do stuff, but you're never exactly sure how he's doing it. You know, he sometimes uses symbols, but sometimes he just goes raw power and just shoots it out. And sometimes he uses a focus item. Sometimes he doesn't. So well, but it's clear from the few questions they're trying to answer because yeah, they didn't go into a ton fit. of depth here that they could have clearly explained all of those things. You know, is it inherited? Yes, it's hereditary. Um, yeah. Although he does explain that occasionally you will get someone who right. springs up as a fresh magic user, a fresh wizard, um, and those sorts of things. So I, I just, you know, for a series, you know, Codex Alera had the. Um, everyone yeah. was capable of doing this. Right, except for your main um, character. Except, well, yeah, but that wasn't And even that was only, only for a certain, for a certain a number of books. Yeah. But in the um, in the Dresden universe, it is based on wizardry and magic. Well, yeah, yeah. Your, you know, your main character is it, a it, wizard. It, right. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't just a, and everyone can do this thing. And, yeah. it's, and it's viewed as an ability. It's not viewed as magic. Right, right. Um, it's just controlling elemental forces. Yeah, that's true. So it, that one was kind of like, hmm, Yeah, that's that was a weird, weird choice. Why to... did you pick that, that particular saga? Hmm. So... Um, so I thought that was cool. Okay, are you going to read the cat butt coffee one? No, no, you can go ahead with that one. <laughs> I can go ahead with go cat ahead. butt coffee. Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting one because um, Gnomewise and I actually had seen recently a, a specialty show, one of a, the Nova episodes actually, yeah. on coffee development. Yeah. And they were talking about these very expensive $400 per pound you know, um, coffee or $25 for a brewed cup right. of coffee sort of thing. And what was funny is that these were um, coffees that had been uh, passed through the digestive system of a small Indonesian cat. Mm. And that's what this article is about, is about, is they actually um, describe this as cat butt coffee and provide it a critical review. And basically say, everybody who's actually tried this stuff, who actually does like professional kind of coffee tasting. Yeah. Um, so, like, take barista to the right. sommelier level. Right. Um, says 
Yeah, it's really not good. Really? <laughs> it's really not good coffee. Hmm. <laughs> so when you watch the, the Nova special, and I would recommend anyone who has instant view on Netflix, watch those Nova specials because they are an awesome way to spend an hour. I am, uh, um, I'm glad they cool. needed to taste test the coffee that taste came test from, from the cat's from the butt. Cat butt. Yeah. Yes. Because, well, I mean, are... yeah, you would normally never be able to tell that with just looking at it or hearing about it. <laughs> there are lots of actual coffee processing, um, not in standard use, yeah. but there are lots of custom coffees out there where they actually feed the beans to a creature. A creature. And, and then them... retrieve it, yes. Mm, yeah, no. Yuck. Don't think so. All right. So we have a sad bit of news that Jerry Robinson, who was the creator mm. of The Joker, passed away at 89, so pretty long, full life. Um, he was also praised for being a comic historian and creator of rights or an advocate for creator rights, which also was a big deal because for a long time, you know, see Stan Lee, <laughs> you don't uh, always get uh, credit for or at least monetary uh, value for the creations you do. Mm. Um, so he, but obviously best known, you know, for creating probably one of the greatest villains ever in the uh, Joker. And let's see, he recently rode a wave of publicity and public appearances surrounding not only the books uh, by him about his life, but also for his contributions to comics as whole. He curated more exhibitions of original comics art and last year auctioned off some of his most acclaimed original cover work art from the Golden Age. Uh, and then DC Comics released a statement from their senior staff that Jerry Robinson illustrated some of the most defining images of pop culture's greatest icons. As an artist myself, it's impossible not to feel humbled by his body of work. Everyone who loves comics owes Jerry a debt of gratitude for his rich legacy that he leaves behind. That was from Jim Lee, DC's entertainment co-publisher and an artist of Batman Hush. So, sad to see, but yeah, obviously a pioneer and a... Uh, uh, you know, a, a fantastic artist. Crazy. Uh, it's so sad when we see people go that way. Mm. But 89. That's good. That's, that's a good a, long, that's long run. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. Absolutely. And I hope that he was healthy to the end and was, yeah. you know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Is I want to just go as long as I can, as healthy then, as I can, boom. and then sharp decline <laughs> at the end. I'd prefer it not be immediate, yeah, but exactly. sharp but decline sharp at decline. the end. There you you go. Know? Yeah, enough time to say you're, you know, take care of stuff, but that's it. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. um,. Miyamoto is to retire from his current position at Nintendo. Yeah, we kind of covered that we one. We covered that one. Yeah. I must have been reading on the IRC. <laughs> what do I know? Um, so I think that we are actually up to our next music break. We are. And uh, Gnomewise needs Gnomewise to... Uh, he's, he's chewing on something and entertaining arch nemesis, so he needs to work his way around. Yeah, this is almost like an optical, obstacle um, course in it here is, now. It is. It is. the back of the table. Because he has... Uh, created it that way <laughs> it is done in such a manner so i thought more people were coming i think yeah. in terms i think in terms of the title uh we still have to go to arch nemesis takes one to the knee um yeah. takes an arrow to the knee but i think that giant pink scorpion would also yeah, that, be an interesting be title <laughs> arch nemesis takes an arrow to the knee fired by a giant pink scorpion mm, <laughs> no exactly I don't, I don't know. Think there's enough characters in the field no. in the RSS feed. Probably uh, not. Alrighty, you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. When we return, we'll be taking your calls to so warm up your copies of Skype. We are VTW Shows. Or come to the front page of vtwproductions.com. Look in the lower right hand corner for the I'm Online 
and click it, and you'll be able to call in. We'll be back right after this. On the first day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the second day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me two night-elf ears and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the third day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me three red snapper, two night-elf ears and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the fourth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me Four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the fifth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me five gold-nose rings. Four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the sixth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me six geeks a ganking five gold nose rings. Four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the seventh day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me seven dwarfs a drowning, six geeks a ganking five gold nose rings. Four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the eighth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me eight former horses, seven dwarfs a-drowning, six geeks a-ganking, five gold-nose rings. Four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the ninth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me nine murlocs dancing, eight former horses, seven dwarfs a drowning, six geeks a ganking, five gold nose rings, four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf fierce, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the tenth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me. Ten orcs a-sleeping, nine murlocs dancing, eight former horses, seven dwarfs a-drowning, six geeks a-ganking, five gold nose rings, four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the eleventh day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me... Eleven eyewind buttons, ten orcs a-sleeping, nine murlocs dancing, eight former horses, seven dwarfs a-drowning, six geeks a-ganking, five gold-nose rings, four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. On the twelfth day of winter's veil, a murloc gave to me. Photos jumping, eleven island buttons, ten orcs a-sleeping, nine murlocs dancing, eight former horses, seven dwarfs a-drowning, six geeks a-ganking, five gold-nose rings, four smelly ogres, three red snapper, two night-elf ears, and a gnome's head on a pine tree. Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Dot com. What she said. So, as propagated in the IRC, the call-in topics were a variety of choices, but if are you playing Old Republic and did you pre-order? 
and are you doing Sith or are you doing the Jedi thing and why was one family of questions. Right. The other, I've already forgotten. The other was if you could recover a broadcast from space, uh, yes. what would it be? And why. And why. Oh, it would help if I were in fact... On Skype? On Skype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have sworn I had run that earlier. <laughs> Really, There's you're just about to start berating people, There's telling them why aren't you calling in? And yep. I mean, at, le- at least you know Barry Va with Careful a list she, or something. Don't don't shift that chair because Arch Nemesis is literally trying to squeeze right behind you. What a concept! What? Yeah, a pr- uh, Fetish in the IRC. Yes, uh, you should be showing off things I have not yet signed in because yeah, Skype yeah, yeah. is incredibly slow. He's coming. He's coming. Yeah, it is. Everybody, in general, hold <laughs> on to those horses. But you Unless you're it. on an SSD, then it's very fast. <laughs> Pow. Boom, baby. Yeah. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Bang, said the lady. Mm. Mm. That's what she said. All, All right. right. Wrong. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Oh, totally wrong. You should now see us yeah. as online. And not shockingly... The very first person in line is the guy Grail doesn't want to hear from. Oh, hang up. What? <laughs> you just I remind me of Viking full, losses. <laughs> I waited a full 30 seconds after you said you were signing in, and I was like, yeah, hey, I'll let somebody else call. Nobody called. Oh, eh, well. Actually, somebody did call, and they're, I've, since I have learned the miracle of the conference, they're here with us now. You're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Hello there, Gnomewise and crew. <laughs> Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish and Barry VA on the air at the same yep. time. Oh, my the God. Herald of the end of days. Wow. Right. I was going to say, I think that um, we just uh, blew a hole very large in the ozone layer, and um, there's a lot of bad radiation coming through wow. now. <laughs> All the better to receive our signals from space. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, get so, rid of that pesky <laughs> ozone interference. So, uh, Barry, let's go ahead and start with you. Which which one do you want to answer, or are you going for both? I have an answer prepared for both. Uh-huh. Of okay. course you do. <laughs> go ahead, dude. I am not going to play the Star Wars game until they let me play as the Death Star. <laughs> okay. All right. And I would be more interested in seeing the commercials that bounce back from space. Oh, really? You want to see the commercials? I think that'd be cool to see some of the old commercials that they also probably no one ever archived or saved, you know, because there was no YouTube back then or anything. So you have the the heart of a a marketer, do you? Well, everyone knows that's the best part of, like, the Super Bowl and everything, too, is the commercials. But it'd be interesting to see what commercials were like back then. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I mean, it's like saying, I want, I want, I'm not going to play Lord of the Rings until I can play as Sting. I mean... No, you're going to play as a sword, yes. I want to play as the sword. I want to play as a tool. <laughs> no, I would be one of the towers with the big eye on top of it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you want to be Sauron, then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just the building. Eye. No, he wants to be the tower that holds the eye. That holds the eye. Oh, okay. So, um... And you wanted commercials. Okay. That would be interesting to see, some of those older commercials. I, I've seen some ancient ones, you know, where they were originally advertising the very, very first microwave ovens and things like that. And it was, it's kind of a, yeah, the radar range. Um, so, Boba Fetish, how about you? Yes, ma'am. 
I'm for the old TV shows or whatever, whatever happens to come across my plate, I'd probably just watch just for the laugh. But for Star Wars, I'm definitely going to go Sith. And Barry, mm-hmm. just for you, if I can buy it, I will buy the Death Star. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if I can buy it, yep. Well, yep, I'll a... definitely be going uh, Bounty Hunter first, and then I'll proceed from there. Yeah. Bounty <laughs> Hunters are pretty dang cool. So you are playing a Bounty Hunter then? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I had another person, Xanath, put up the uh, Sarlacc Enforcer uh, link I saw in the IRC, uh, saying, you know, I'm assuming that would be his vote. Um, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like IRC saying that, yeah, playing as the One Ring is the Death Star equivalent for exactly. Lord of the Rings. I'm going to yeah. play as the One Ring, although yeah. it kind of works because the One Ring had personality. Had a little personality. It had yeah. influence on people, and yeah. it had, you know, so it, it would fit in, in if you wanted to actually yeah. make it a character, and that yeah. was one of the things that I think Tolkien was trying to do. Was Just give sucks it... for the first year you're at the bottom of a lake. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh... Well, more than the first year. No, I know, but hopefully they'd speed it up the yeah. game time yeah. so you'd actually, you know. Can you imagine the the uh, the ideas of... of um, it's screaming in pain as it was cut from the hand of Sauron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, but think of all the stealth possibilities, Grail. I mean, oh, yeah. They can turn you invisible. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's true. So that would be my entire, uh, you know, I'd have one action button. Turn yeah. user invisible. <laughs> call call to Sauron. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Yep, it's a dual action button. Yeah. That's all it does. Just, that's all it does. Yeah. So, um, well, Grail, we know you are... Playing Sith, have you yeah. decided what you're going to play? Um, you know, I was I was going to do a bounty hunter as well, especially uh, as I mentioned last night. It was they had the voice actor from like Cowboy Bebop who did Spike uh, to do the voice for the bounty hunter, which was awesome. But in the so I made it a point when I played the beta to not play the bounty hunter because I didn't want to redo the same thing. Right. So I played a Sith Inquisitor quite a bit, and that was a lot of fun. Like. Like wow, that way was, fun! Like, I may have a Sith Inquisitor <laughs> now as well because that was incredibly fun. Um, there's something about lightning that just is is good stuff. So yeah, mm, but I think awesome. I'm going to start with a bounty hunter as well. So I think you need to get the most evil dark uh, magic user kind of character that you can find and name it Grail. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Grail's usually a thief, so maybe I'll do the assassin version of the. Uh, or actually, Grail was my warrior, so uh, yeah. that'd fall more in the juggernaut range. But yeah, so I mean, Boba, did you get in the beta at all on the beta weekend? Yeah, actually, I got into two of them. Okay, how the, what, did you play all the classes, or did you just focus on the bounty hunter? Uh, no, I just did a couple of the classes: the bounty hunter and the inquisitor. Both looked fun. Um, yeah. But definitely, I'll probably lead more, at least for first character, as bounty hunter, and then I'll proceed outwards from there. All right, on. <laughs> okay, so I think everybody knows that I did not pre-order. Um, I'm going to be playing. Fail. I'm going to be playing Sith. Um, yeah, it was kind of that choice of do I pay for daycare this week or do <laughs> I order, you know, Star Wars: The Old Republic? And I said, mm, parenting Duh. or gaming. It should have been, been Star Wars. It, Kids are old enough; they can look after themselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave my 18-month-old crawling around the house for the day. Um, exactly. I'm just picturing. That's the... why you close the door. 
<laughs> just lock her in her room for the day. Um, exactly. Oh, my God. Just Give her a bag of broken please. glass. She this can is... learn about prisms. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I want no CPS people showing up at my door. Please, yeah. none. Um, so... We didn't pre-order. We are going to be playing Sith. I don't know what character type I'm going to play yet. I'm going to figure it out. To be determined. I'm going to go in, I'm going to dig, and I'm going to enjoy my own digging and making my own choices. Um, And all I'm going to try and do, I mean, I may create one just to to reserve the name, like whatever I can get to fastest. Right, right. Just to reserve the name if I can get the name on my server. And I might not be able to. Yeah, that's the big question. I Um, did manage to get a version of Boba Fetish, though. No, that's good. So I was quite impressed, at least during the betas. Hmm. Right on. Yeah, you know, in terms of things I would get back from space, I don't know. I would probably actually get, like, an old news program. Yeah. I want to see, like, news coverage of uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Or something like that that was going on all the way back there. And because it would be something that would be interesting to see how they were describing it in real time then. And kind of what the what language they were using and what they were willing to say on the air and what they, you know, kind of what the message was to the populace and things like that versus what you read in the history books. I think I would probably, you know, now using some of the things I would choose. Using the power of the Skype, I have added another person to our conference. Oh Who has called Casually Hardcore? Hello, Casually Hardcore. I'm Mordenot from the land of Pusa, and I'm a longtime stalker and first-time caller. Right our very own stalker! We finally made it. Yeah. <laughs> little little tear rolls down my face. Oh, welcome. So, Morton, thank yeah, you for I haven't quite us. been the... Enough dedicated fan to log on at <laughs> late Saturday or Sunday nights here in Europe. So that's the first time I get a chance to call in. Oh, that's cool. Welcome to the show. And what would you like to talk about? Um, yeah, I'd like to uh, continue on the subject of Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay. Um, you- so I was wondering... Um, how do you guys have planned for alts? Have you considered what you want to play when it Grail, comes to the other side? Grail's the, the one side? with most of the information. You mean right on now. the uh, on the actual like Republic side? Yeah, yeah. You know the I was kind of I I dinked around with a trooper and I thought that was a lot of fun because he plays a lot like a bounty hunter in terms of the initial skill set. But it was interesting doing the military thing. The Smuggler was a, an interest, also a fun story, but by far to me, my favorite thing was being a Jedi counselor and picking all the worst possible answers in all the dialogue. That's what, what gave me the best pleasure because I was like the absolute worst Jedi you can be because I was telling people, yeah, go get revenge. Sure, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you were picking the please shoot me button Yeah, I was like time. always picking the word. Like this person's like, oh, I, I need you to go help, you know, preserve this tree and you know, you need to get this thing for me. And I go, what's the money? Where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> so that's mine. Don't tell the others I told you this, but a really fun thing to do is to do the exact same thing, but in a group. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I I had quite a fun experience where we ran one of the early dungeons. Mm -hmm. And at one point, you had two tubes between uh, saving a person or killing him. Uh 
on an all dark or an all Sith team, one guy picked the good option while we were joking around on Skype, and of course, as Murphy dictates. Yeah. <laughs> you, that's the option they go with. Of yeah. Course. yeah. Of course. Yeah. So he won the role, and yeah. basically you the guy. Yeah. And everyone in the group went, no! <laughs> what was that yeah. to me was the the blast of playing is when we had we did a flashpoint with four of us all on Skype and you know you get those options and everybody's picking different options just to see what happens and you go oh my god I can't believe you went with this choice so yeah that was a huge <laughs> part of the the experience. Now I have <laughs> snuck in two more <laughs> into the conference. Uh-huh. Ninja the, <laughs> this is the ninja because <laughs> I can. So, Ben, you're just you showing first. off now, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am. And and for observing that, you get to go first, Ben. Oh, hey, Gnome. How's it going? I'm still kicking. How are you? I'm very well. So, yeah, it's eight here again. Hello. And Prime <laughs> Source is still brilliant. Brilliant! Even we Haggis stoppers. Haggis. <laughs> Haggis is such a wonderful word. I just love saying it. Can I? Haggis. <laughs> Can I, just, can I just call no, you at some no, point and have haggis. you? No, no, no. Can I just call you at some point and have you just talk to me? Because then you have the best accent ever. She's going to call him at like night. Well, no, I'm just asleep. Talk yeah, to talk to me. I thought it was French Canadian accents that were meant to do that to people. <laughs> No. Read me the phone book. No. I don't care. Just talk to me. <laughs> now I'll remind you that he said that. I did. It. I, I want to hear more the than dictionary. the phone book. I don't sound like a gnome. Hey, Advark. <laughs> <laughs> Anaconda. What do you think what? about Star Wars or what, what TV did you shows actually do you call want to in to talk about? I can talk, talk about Star Wars or I can talk about um, the bounced signals back because I thought that was really cool um, but on the, on, on the Star Wars things yeah I'll be playing on the No Excuses VTW Community Guild and so that's going Sith side excellent, excellent. is that but, guild already have enough players pre-ordered on it so that it'll get placed there's on 27 I think oh, okay, I perfect. think I think I heard there's 27 are you guys coming in there as well or are you yeah, going to be you know, like your own corner no, we would yeah, not. we'll make a correct character over there for sure. Wouldn't. Once once we know what server it's on. Yep. Yeah, I don't think any of that's known yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. Monday. Now there's but, uh, a chance there's I, a chance here yeah. for a shameless plug of the No Excuses podcast. Go to the front page of vtwproductions.com, <laughs> click on the shows tab, and click on No Excuses and subscribe today. <laughs> Yay! And just for that, Ari says he loves you. <laughs> Ari already owes me so many sloppy kisses, it's not funny. Oh, wow. And just in case you're wondering, dear, Ari's a dude. Uh, that was another Ari. reason for the wow. No, a brony. Damn it. He's a brony. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a brony. He's not a dude. Oh, he's God. not a guy. He's a, he's a brony. brony. He's a brony. It's a whole other gender. Yowzer. Hi. Now, uh, the fourth person I have added since I accidentally kicked uh, Boba Fetish uh, to the curb earlier when trying to add... Uh, Sorry, Boba. Who is our mystery fourth guest? Yay, it's me, Zana. Zana, what up? Zana. Nothing much. And what have you uh, called in to talk about today? Talking about the, um, star, the Star Wars MMO. And what are your I plans? Shall. I'm planning to be a dark lord. 
I'm <laughs> sensing a trend here. <laughs> I have you not. So, well, I think that the Alliance be... is going to be, or excuse me, the Republic is going to be outnumbered. <laughs> yes. yes Come to the Sith side. We have cookies. That's right. Yes, Come exactly. to the dark side. Exactly we have cookies. Yes. Like, Come here. Come to the we dark have side. Light. We have cookies. And he's holding a dark plate. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn it. My one weakness. And they're Oreo. They're the um, Oreo double, triple stuffed ones. So I was like, must have. Oh, those are yummy. How mm. how they can make uh, vegetable shortening taste so damn good is True. a mystery to me, and I don't care. I'm just still going to smear it all over my body. <laughs> no, I didn't need to know that. I'm sorry. Was that my out loud voice? Yes. Yes, it was. Luckily, you're not oh, on a video wall. Grail, look away. Look away. <laughs> look away. <laughs> Headphones off and run. Flee, flee with the baby. <laughs> the child shall help me. Well, there's like uh, 5,000 people on this call. I don't feel like I really need to pay much attention anymore. <laughs> You're wrong. He's down. He's literally playing on his iPad. Yeah, I'm like, I got fantasy football going on right now. <laughs> ignoring you. What were you guys talking about? Uh, what? Huh? Grail has gone bye-bye, Egon. Yeah. What have you got? Exactly. <laughs> All right, I do need to jettison some of you because um, there's more coming in. So, right. Morton, thank you very much for calling in. Hopefully talk to you again in the future when you can join us live. You're doing okay, it right. Okay, thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks. Cheers. Peace. Have a good one. Bring in you. All right, Arch Nessus just went under the kitchen counter. That oh. is not cool. No. Hello. Hello, new participant. You're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is Agrius SW. Agrius SW! Hey, Agrius, how are Agrius, you? I have a message hey, for you. Huh? I have a message for you. Oh. From our email box. Hmm. What is all this about? This is all about birthday shout out to Agrius SW from Ambrosia oh. Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, this is Ambrosia Hartnett. Agrius, SW's girlfriend, with a shout-out for my paladin-slash-boyfriend, wishing him a happy belated birthday and hoping the days to come will be just as good as well. From Ambrosia Hartnett. P.S. ...of my choice. <laughs> well, now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did I call into the bizarro version of the podcast? Because usually isn't that supposed to be the other way around? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. There's so many. Oh, we're in the twilight zone of podcasting right now. This one calls out to me, and unfortunately, you on Skype won't be able to hear this. But just hush for a moment. Shh. Don't kid yourself. There, you're a bit of a pussy. No offense. <laughs> okay, so he just called you a little bit of a pussy. There. That wasn't directed. That was not directed at anyone. That was simply the drop But should in. you take it personally, it was directed at you. Just in, just in case. Well, it said drop-in of your choice, so he chose that specifically for Agrius's birthday. Oh. oh. So, Agrius, I think you had actually wanted to contribute yes. to this conversation. Well, before I contribute to the conversation, I must give my traditional shout-out to my girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. Who what a surprise! Ah, shout out so given. Surprise. Yes. And uh, on the topic today is uh, Star Wars and all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, um, I am looking forward to uh, Old Republic. I was in two betas. Uh, first beta I got into, I uh, played the Bounty Hunter, which I, I was like from the word go. I can play a Bounty Hunter? That's mine right I mean, away. Cause 
Bingo. I love Boba Fett, and Boba Fett's a bounty hunter. We have the greatest bounty hunter. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, exactly. The, gre- the uh, greatest uh, bounty hunter ever being digested by... <laughs> Eternally by the great Sarlacc. Yeah. Got out. He actually escaped, according to the EU stuff. That's right. yeah. Oh, okay. No, the comic, yeah, the comic right. continues. Sir, he he was indigestible in his armor, so he got burped out yeah. with amnesia, of course. Right, and wounds. <laughs> so I played Bounty Hunter, which is what I wanted to play right off the bat. And then the most recent beta I got into, I decided to switch gears. Like, okay, let's see what the Republic side has to offer because the two classes from the word go were Bounty Hunter, Jedi Knight. Oh, which one? Light so side I points. I went with my heart first, which was Bounty Hunter. And then it's like, okay, let me go see the light side. And I played the the Jedi Knight, and that was actually kind of fun. Um, it, it For me, it's like, do I want to go light or dark? For me, it doesn't really matter, actually. I mean, it's like, depends on who, who the majority of where my friends play, more or less. That's so where like, we're okay, at. I'm a neutral right now, more or less. It's like, well, I could play either side, because both, both sides have about the same things. Like, the races are a little off, and... That's called class balance. Yeah, exactly. faction balance. Obviously, when you're when you're neutral, you can shoot force lightning at, at your fingertips and say, "I am no longer evil, nor good. Yet I can uh, still true. use lightning." <laughs> because that's what I did with my bounty hunter that first time. Is uh, okay, light side, dark side points. Like, okay, I'll let you live. Go, go, take your son, and I'll tell your wife that you that I dealt with, I killed you, and or, or I convinced you to send your your son to where she wanted him to go, etc. See, I'm, I'm reminded of the neutral planet from Futurama. It's a beige yeah. alert, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Tell my wife Tell my I said eyes. hello. Uh, yeah. Well, that's funny. I mean, a lot of people that I know that have played the Bounty Hunter class and even myself found that, like, they didn't play it, like, viciously evil. They tend to play it like, I do anything for money, but once I take a job, I do the job. Right. And so right. that can end up with you getting light side points because sometimes they'll be like, well, well we don't want you to do this job. Take this payoff. And you go, no, I, I do the job. the job. Yeah. Right. So. I live by a code. Exactly. <laughs> for me, for me, the moment that sold me on Bounty Hunter was uh, one of the quests you get early on is you have to go get the ID tags from this uh, from this uh, uh, from um, this guy. He's, he's got a bounty on his head. And he's got, he's supposed to be a gunslinger and whatever. And you go up to him. And he's like, oh, you don't want to mess with me. He's talking to the third person. He's like, because I'm the. Because I'm handsome so-and-so, and I'm the best crook draw ever. One of your choices is, you know, it's like, talk to him, do something else, or attack him. And my character goes, show me. Reaches for his blaster before he could get to his and blasts him right in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, blast him. Uh, At which point you say, so I actually do get to shoot first. Awesome. Yes. That's right. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. I have stealthily added another caller. To the conference. Holy God, man! I'm I'm actually turning this into a rather enjoyable stress test of what exactly <laughs> this rig can handle. Yeah, it no, is ancient. Sean Caster, speak up. Hello. You hey, have Charles, superior microphone. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Ah, let me move it. <laughs> no, it's a it good thing. It could be that the because fir- from the firmware updates after the F disk earlier. <laughs> 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 he, he, said, so. he, he said firmware and he effed his disc. <laughs> okay. Sean Caster, which, one, uh, which question do you want to answer or do you want to go for both? Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, we'll go for both. For, uh, first, Swotor, I did actually play two betas. I didn't play for very much because I forgot to turn the shadows off. Oops. Nope. And Ooh. I couldn't play. Uh-oh. Oops. Slideshow. Um, yeah. Sleepbringer actually did manage to figure out what was wrong. Thank you, Sleep. And I did actually play a bit of Sith Inquisitor after watching Jesse Cox play it, and I was like, ooh, Force Lightning and, ooh, Sadism. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a healthy mix. 
Are you old enough to be worrying about sadism? <laughs> Shock I'm is, one of the creepiest of our, kids at school. He's one of our younger actors. <laughs> I don't care. He's an SM. Okay. He's an early bloomer. That's something to put on your resume. <laughs> I know how to use Google Plus's things to pr- boast about. Yeah. Being the creepiest kid at school. Uh, oh, there are people that are worse than me. But... I was going to say, that's not the worst thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as there's a scale that you can measure yourself by, I guess that's all that's important. It's its own special little there scale. There is called a purity test. <laughs> that was two shows ago. You're late. You're late to the game. You are late on that purity test. Mm. All right, in the interest of uh, reducing train wreckness here, I'm going to summarily kick some of you off the call. So thank you. Ben, for calling. Thank you, all we'll of catch you. Catch you See next you time. See ya. Thank you all. See you, Ed. And Ed. Bye, Ed. Where'd Ed go? There he goes. And did we get Zana. Ed's answer? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's been interjecting like crazy. Okay. Adding to the train wreck. It's a good thing. Zana, we will catch you next time. Thank you, sir. Bye, Zana. I think he's away from Cape Road. Hey, while we're kicking people, can I pass along the shout out that I sent to Gnomewise about an hour ago, but you never read? Shush. <laughs> yes, of course. Silence! Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Kopi wanted to give a shout-out to her sister, Chibi, whose birthday it is today. Yay, happy birthday. Yay, happy, happy birthday. birthday. And uh, here she's single, so, hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> I love you. Speaking of shout-outs, uh-huh. it's been a very long time. Bring it. And I'm just going to say it on my own. Shout out to my guild, Knights of the Round on Oldemon US. We are still around. I don't play that much, but we're still there. Uh, we are we're surviving. Ah, we'll survive. We're still relevant. We're still relevant. <laughs> as long as I know how to log, I know I'll stay alive. <laughs> all right, logging. kids. We are at the all limit right. of our show here. We are. So I'm Aww. kicking you all to the curb. Thank you for calling. Bye, everyone. Thank you for having us. Yes, waving at the microphone Bye. doesn't help, but I'm yes. doing it anyway. Bye. Uh, <laughs> of our very Skypey train wreck here. Uh, that was an interesting experiment. And wish to inform you all in the IRC who are waiting for the arrival of the Emperor's Court. It's going to run a little bit late. Um, before the show, as I mentioned, I was helping him troubleshoot his rig. Apparently, we failed. And more troubleshooting needs to be done, so I'm going to hop off here and hop on the remote uh, support rig and see if we can revive Emperor's Machine so that he can actually have a show tonight. So I'm going to queue up a little music here and then go go forth and try and revive. Uh, I'm just going to grab the entirety of Wootstock 3.0 and just queue it up for you, and then we'll get Emperor online as quickly as we can. There you go. Okay. So, in, this is Star Wars. It's pronounced no. Yeah, that was from Norton. No. From Norton. No. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so you have been listening to yet another episode of Casually Hardcore. Yes, we just keep making them, that- and just like someone driving by a massive accident on the side of the road, you just have to keep on looking at it. It's the damnedest thing. It's two hours of your life. Woo-hoo. You are not getting back. At least not from me. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Please join me and um, for the Friday episode of Alpha Geek Radio Fridays. It is airing these days at 7 a.m. Pacific time. That is 10 a.m. Eastern time. We are having a grand old time there. Myself and Joel Duggan of StarCrossedOnline.com fame. Yes, he is a webcomic artist, illustrator, and all-around podcasting guru extraordinaire. 
Uh, having a grand old time. We hope you will all come join us, or at least go to the Alpha Geek section of vtwproductions.com, subscribe to the podcast, and check it out, because it's a lot of fun, Woo-hoo. and we need your feedback over there the same way we need it over here. Send in your feedback here to ch at vtwproductions.com. We want to hear from you. Join us on the Facebook. Follow us on the Twitter. You can follow us on the Google+, Plus, but we're not posting anything there because they haven't published the damn API, ah. and there's no automated tools, and I am far, far too lazy to maintain yet another freaking social media tool. So until I can just have it be a replication of our Twitter feed and our Facebook feed, uh, our presence on Google+, Plus is going to remain very, very boring. Right. Boring. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for joining us for our... It's made of bitter. <laughs> I Thank you, you for joining us. I love you. You're pretty. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Yes! I am a god! I have been Gnomewise. I've been ILA. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.